haven't been to this meeting in so long. I'm going to quickly qualify and then I'll speak about the step. I know a lot of you, a lot of you I don't really know very well. Um, I came into program maybe 34 years ago. My top weight was, well, top weight I weighed at was 300. I have that classic, I was on a diet from age four. I'm going to pass around some pictures. And you'll see when I was a kid, there's a few pictures of me just looking like, who are these people and what are they doing? And I think I kind of felt that way very young, but um, I was defined as the problem. And so if you start at four and you get here around 33, I, I didn't get to 300 pounds eating carrots and celery. You know, we know that. And um, uh, if shame, guilt, remorse, and lies and secrets would have gotten me thin, I would have been twiggy. But that did not happen. I came here. I came here as a result indirectly of a patient I took care of in a coronary care unit who had one heart attack, was morbidly obese. She was a caregiver at a hospital and blah, blah, blah. And she took care of everyone but herself. And it's the only funeral I've ever gone to. In thir I did 35 years of nursing. So somehow I know that was my message. Um, still took me two years to get here. So anyway, um, having had a spiritual awakening is the first part. That's something, they call it spiritual. In my experience, and this is only my experience, I learn from you, you learn from me, you don't yeah. like something I say, find somebody that you like something they said. You know, but the spiritual experience is there, I need to do a spiritual practice. It's either my will or God's will. And I can tell when I'm in my will because the world is exactly how it used to be before I came here, which is everybody's doing it wrong, and if they would just do it my way, I could be happy. I could be, thin I could be anything. And when that thinking comes in, and it's nothing like it was back then, it's a symptom, as is my compulsive overeating, the, the thought to eat it. I'm still a compulsive overeater. I've been here forever. There is no cure. Is that a good news or bad news? I'm not sure, but there isn't. And... Um, I have had some experience with relapse. I have maintained, by the grace of God, right around five pounds of this for many, 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 many years. And of course, there's always that voice, but if you were 10 pounds thinner, I gave it up. I'm not 10 pounds thinner. This is where I am. I, you know, I live a healthy and good life. And, um, Step one, they said, is about honesty. And that is still hard for me. I'm a food liar. I, I, my, my disease is let's make a deal. You know, door number one, number two, number three, and I'll take them all, really. But that's it. I, may, I like to make deals. But I don't, it doesn't mean that I have to act on a, those thoughts. You know, and in step two and three, I found hope and faith. I, and I tell you, I didn't, I was one of the people that said, I'll do everything but the spiritual part. And I think a lot of us were. I was raised Jewish and I had, um, and we belonged to temple and I was bond misfit and confirmed. But my, this, 
my parents did not know how to make friends or be part of a community. So I never got a sense of the spirituality that I know today, which is being in fellowship with being part of something bigger than me, which is being seen and loved for who I am, not if I were only. And um, I, it took me a long time. And it's still, I forget. You know, I still take back my will. If I didn't take back my will, I probably wouldn't be here because all problems kind of come from my will. Um, I, I think it takes a, my, my sister, I talked to her yesterday and we're gonna have a family reunion and she's very embarrassed because she's gained weight. Mm. Oh God, do I know that? Mm. And she said, I don't know why. And I said, you know, well, you know, if you ever want to talk, and I've said this before, but I don't push it, OA help me. Mm. And she said, I don't know why I'm so afraid of it. And I said, it takes great courage. It takes great courage. We are courageous people to come in here, and all I had to do was change everything. <laughs> you know? I thought I was just going to eat differently, which seemed impossible. My first meeting, do you mean I can't? I have to give up just desserts, chocolate cake forever? This is, you know, I'm kind of maximum minimum. I went to nursing school. Anybody have any concerns? I'm going to kill someone. You know, nothing, nothing big. So that's me. And that really was one of my first thoughts when I came in here. And um, when I came in a long time ago, and, I, and this is about service, and this is about, um, I think, the principles of the program in a lot of ways. And ha what kept me here was when, when I came in a long time ago, if you weren't abstinent, it was like you were had a contagious disease, mm -hmm. and there, really, you were not, it was not very welcoming. And out of that, worldwide came the 12-step within concept, and I worked on the first six with a really fun group of people. Six years of the retreats and bringing that compassion and starting meetings here. And it still is the core of what I believe. Everybody deserves to stay here. The only thing I did perfectly was I never left. You know, I don't know why I never left. I know a lot of people that did, but I didn't leave. And there ha if, if you slip with food, you're a compulsive overeater. Somebody who I really didn't like too much in program and isn't around, but it's funny, you learn from a lot of people, said, it, when I walk down the street and I see a fellow eating donuts, I'm not surprised. The miracle is when I walk down the street and don't see a fellow eating donuts. And, you know, that's kind of it. And so wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you're not doing, this is your place. This is place for acceptance. This is place for, you know, picking up and starting over, picking up in the middle, whatever you need to do. Um, and that's what I think service is about. And I always have a service position, and I try to call newcomers. And when I talk to them, I say, you don't have to know why you're calling me. You don't have to have it together to make the call, because I'd go to call people when I first came in, and I said, well, I don't even know why I'm calling, or what am I going to say? And um, I just think it's so important for us to share our truth, whatever it is. Okay, I will tell you what my abstinence is today. I recently had a, um, a five-day relapse. 
and what and and I went to the 12 step within and I you know talked to my sponsor and I did what I've told so many people to do and what a relapse is for me is when I go into sneaking isolating you know telling lies um, judging myself you know that doesn't mean I eat anything I want every day but it's it's that is my disease and I could get to define relapse there rather than wait till I gain however many pounds I'm capable of gaining, which I'm sure is plenty. But um, so, but I came and I told the truth. And it's humiliating. And when I first came in program, I have to say that I tried to do it so perfectly that for years I had 75 pound weight loss and then I lost another 50 about 10 or 11 years in. But people always assume I was abstinent and doing well. And they would ask me to speak at a meeting, and then I'd realize there was an abstinence requirement. Some had it, some didn't. And I'd have to say, I'm sorry, but you didn't tell me there was an abstinence requirement, and I don't need it. And you know, and that's very embarrassing. But it's honesty. And it's not a moral issue to me. It isn't. I'm just glad to see you. I know how hard it is to come back. I know how hard it is to be here and not getting it. I know. And, you know, um, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not any of those things. So I can't say this is harder or easier, but it's what I, ha I know about. Um, okay. Um, what I've learned in this program is restraint of pen and tongue. And what that means is, I have opinions, I want to share them, I am, I was a, I'm a problem solver, I'll tell you how to do it, I, I was a nurse for 35 years, I, in ICU, and I was told all my life I had all the answers. And humility is keeping my mouth shut and asking God for guidance. And whenever I start thinking I've, you know, I'm, it goes on in my head with, you know, all these things I could say and do and change and whatever, I cannot be attached to outcome anymore. That's a hard one, you know, because, and that goes for all these steps too. You make amends, there's no guarantee of outcome. You admit your, your side of the street and people may say, yeah, and you did this, this, and this too. That's not why I'm doing it. And I have to do that still today, of course, because I'm human and I get into my defects and I make amends when I can. And you either, you either accept them or you don't. But I don't spend a lot of time in shame, guilt, remorse, or beating myself up. And the kinder I am to you, the best, better chance you have of being treated by, nicely by me. And I didn't realize that because I thought, you know, I just thought that I was a very kind person. I was a nurse, for God's sakes, you know. And yet, you know, I could throw daggers with a look. And I could smile and say, F you, and think that was great. And um, I don't get to do that anymore. Hard to talk about 35 years in 15 minutes. And um, I want to hear from you. I will just say that I have to, I, I, I get into my will on a daily basis. It comes up. I have food thoughts. I have not been totally relieved. I'll say, 
I have lowered the bar on noticing miracles. Mm -hmm. And I'm good at noticing miracles for people who I witness, which is really helpful. And the last miracle was every once in a while I decide I could have this sweet thing. And I knew exactly where it was. Mm -hmm. They stopped making it. <laughs> they stopped making it. It was my exception. They stopped making it. And what's so funny was it's the season where I think they probably are making it again. Of course, I don't know. And so I want to call that place and say, are you still not making this? The miracle is, the voice says, and I'm sure it's God, and what could you do? What, what good could that information do you? Yeah. You know? So that's a little miracle. They're everywhere. And I see it, and, and I want to say the last thing, it was about sponsoring. And I think it's really important to sponsor people, share up to your recovery. And I learned so much from my sponsees. And um, I think my time must be up, and I would like to hear from you guys, too. So thank you for letting me share. And um, it has been, I have seen so many miracles in this program. And I am one of them. But I'm only one, and um, I think we are courageous. I really think we are a courageous group, and um, I'm proud to be associated with you guys. Thank you.